my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, love addiction coach and trauma specialist. Let's begin. Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Black Girls Heal. So today's episode is going to be a little bit of a shorter one. Um, I don't have my usual three points um, that I like to try to stick by. Um, I just have one or two things that I want to share with you that you can use and apply in the upcoming week that should be able to help you with your um, feelings about yourself, um, how you may be showing up in the world, um, and hopefully you can find it to be applicable for those who need it. Um, Here at Black Girls Heal, um, I do talk a lot about us healing within relationship to others, but really... Um, at the core is about how we feel in relationship to ourselves and the way we feel about ourselves affects how we show up with others and vice versa. It's just a whole big cycle. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Attention to all my proud plant parents. It is time to give all of your plant babies the best nutrition you can, starting from the bottom up. And that starts with the best soil to help them grow happy, nourished, and strong. Coast of Maine is an organic soil brand that is approved for organic growing and has been sourced from ocean waters and farms for over 28 years. With a full range of products that support every garden and lawn, Coast of Maine products are made to restore roots to the natural world. If your soil lacks appropriate nutrients for success, by adding Cosamain products, it will help regenerate the healthy microbes in your soil and set you up for gardening success. And if you have a vegetable garden, not only do you benefit via an abundant harvest, but find that there is less need to maintain and feed throughout your season. Cosamain continually perfects the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and place that inspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Cosamain believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. The products are carried by tons of local retail partners who can provide advice and insight that is not found in the big box stores. Costa Maine knows from beginner to expert, anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community for gardeners everywhere, which is why I love how they make organic gardening simple and approachable for everyone. So let's get growing. Visit costamaine.com to find a local retailer near you. Coast of Maine, like the state with an E.com. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. And so today's episode, I'm going to be talking about whether or not your shame is controlling how you show up with other people. Um, So this is a huge topic. I could literally have a series and talk about this for multiple episodes. But again, I'm only going to give you... um, one central thought and then something to keep in mind about that central thought. 
So the thing about shame, you know, there's a saying that is very popular in the self-help space. Um, you know, people like Brene Brown have said the phrase I'm about to share with you. Um, it may be in some of your textbooks and some of your favorite self-help books. But it says that shame is about you thinking that you are bad as a person and guilt is where you believe that your actions may have been bad or a mistake. And so shame is everything that I am is not enough. My identity is wrapped up in my mistakes or my belief that I'm a failure um, or that my belief that I'm lacking. And guilt is that you know that you may have done something or said something or experienced something that you wish you would not have, but your identity and your sense of self-worth is not affected in the way that shame is. Or rather, the way that shame may cause your feelings about yourself to be affected. So, why does this all matter? We all have our own particular responses to shame. Some of us react outward to shame. So reacting outward would be that we want to get the shame away from us because it's very painful to feel the shame, right? And so to get the pain of shame away from us, we may rage, we may get really angry, we may try to prove that whatever um, other people have said or what we may think to be true about ourselves is not true. And so we may try to perform in a way, we may try to convince others or convince ourselves that we are actually good enough. Um, we may get really defensive, um, but we may have an outward reaction to trying to get this shame away from ourselves. We may try to self-medicate by drinking, smoking weed, having sex, eating a lot, exercising um, in case we have some body image shame, um, just doing something that's going to try to help us feel like we are enough because that shame is very, very painful, right? So some of you may be having thoughts right now about what may have happened either recently or um, in the past or even what some of your patterns might be. And some other some others of us, our pattern may be that we react inward with our shame. And so we actually believe that whatever this shameful thought is or this shameful feeling is, is true. So we may shrink down even physically, you know, and kind of like cower. Um, we may want to hide and just not show our face anymore. We may become very quiet. We may become very sullen. We may self-harm. We may do all the things that I just talked about before about self-medicating to distract ourselves, like drinking, smoking weed, or whatever else, but we do it in a way to hurt ourselves because, again, we believe that what was said about us is true. So because we don't really care about ourselves or we feel like we're worthless, we'll do things that may damage our bodies, damage our goals, um, get in the way of other people thinking that we're worthy because we don't think that we're worthy, right? So this is the first initial kind of central idea that I want you to kind of contemplate about. And just notice whenever you are triggered with your shame, what is your typical response? And you may even find that your response differs depending, depending on what the trigger is, depending on what you're having shame about. With some things, you may want to go outward and... Um, Again, defend yourself, distract yourself, 
do some kind of big action to try to get the pain away from you. And for some other triggers, you may totally believe that is true. It may feel like it's too big or impossible to not believe about yourself. And so you may go inward and just feel overwhelmed with those thoughts and feelings. And once you know what your patterns are, then you're actually able to break them, right? Sometimes um, the worst part is that we don't have a face to put on the boogeyman, right? So everyone here has grown up at this point, you know? So if you have ever experienced being in your bedroom when you were a child or wherever you used to sleep when you were younger and you thought you saw a monster in the corner and then once you kind of fixed your eyes a certain way or the, turned the light on, you saw that it was just, you know, a lamp or you saw it was just, a house plant or just a weird way that the shadow hit the wall, that there was no monster there at all. Right. Um, and you had all this fear about something that wasn't really real. And so when it comes to your healing process, you have to approach it the same way as a scientist. And sometimes it could just be so easy to be very general about these things, but it's really more helpful for you to kind of break it down. So one of the most common ways that I see shame showing up for um, some of the women that I work with is that shame shows outward and it shows outward in the way of defensiveness. But what's interesting is the defensiveness that I'm talking about is not what you may or what we may traditionally consider defensiveness, which is being argumentative or having an attitude, or being aggressive or passive-aggressive. The defensiveness that I mean is that need to get other people to agree and validate that you are not really whatever your shame is telling you. So one really common thing that I feel like is typically a thread with a lot of my clients is they are in a place where a lot of their friends are either um, getting married, having kids, having these lavish birthday parties. And so part of our trend in our culture right now is, um, everybody chips in, right? So whatever these lavish parties or bachelorette parties or trips are, everybody is supposed to chip in. And for those of the ladies that I've worked with that have friends that are toxic, or friends that are constant takers, or friends that um, are more selfish or narcissistic. And my clients typically um, are the ones who may be a little bit more codependent, may struggle with their boundaries. Um, what is the balance between being generous and um, not having any limits? What they end up finding themselves in are these situations where there's someone who's trying to take advantage of them, right? So as I'm coaching them and as I'm working with them, they create boundaries. And so um, when they create boundaries that involve saying no, and sometimes the no is met with respect and sometimes the no can be met with maybe verbal or emotional retalia retaliation, shaming, shutting down, threatening, stonewalling, um, which is, again, just not talking to um my student or whoever I'm working with, um, and it could be really hurtful. And 
Um, among that hurt, they may say things like, like you're being cheap or you're being selfish or, you know, what's wrong with you or just totally projecting their selfishness onto my student or coaching client or what have you. And so my coachee feeling very, um, sensitive to this fact and feeling very shamed will wonder, am I really selfish? Is there something wrong with me? What more could I have done? Should I have just sent that extra $200? Or should I have just showed up when she wanted me to, even though I couldn't have, and kind of go through that cycle in their mind? And so the way that this relates to what I'm talking about now as far as the defensiveness and needing that outside validation either to me or to someone else who is in the circle or to anybody that will listen, they may find themselves telling the story of what happened and showing, um, well, such and such said I was selfish, but I've done this and I've done this and I've done this. And I really do try to be patient and I do really try to be open and they're kind of pleading their case. And there's that need to have someone else say, yeah, you're right. Like, you are not selfish. You are very generous. You are very caring. And on one hand, validation is a healthy, normal, emotional need that we all have. Like we all need someone at the end of the day, um, for multiple reasons to say, you know what, you know what, what you're saying makes sense, right? You're, you totally have a right to have your feelings, but it's, it moves into the justification and the defensiveness piece whenever it's that you're using this person and their opinion as the judge and the jury to tell you that you are enough at the end of the conversation, either directly or indirectly by the praise that they give you. And also you kind of have a hint that it's more about your core issue when that one person's validation isn't really hitting the spot. You need two or three or four more people to tell you, hey, no. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors like that makes sense right um where you're kind of hopping from person to person to tell you everything's okay and you have the right to feel like it's okay hey we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with or who may not be super serious about the process and committed. With eHarmony's one-of-a-kind compatibility quiz, you get a baseline standard in every match of your compatibility around values, communication styles, likes and dislikes, energy levels, and so much more. 
My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. And here's why that is a problem. And I know it's hard because, you know, part of the healing process is really learning how to open up to other people. And so knowing that fine balance um, can be hard sometimes. But the problem with doing this as a shame response is that you are continuing the trend in the cycle of needing other people's opinions outside of you to tell you that you are good enough. So that's why your self-worth and your self-value will waver. It'll be totally dependent on the popularity, um, the popular vote of the day, whether or not you are a piece of crap, whether or not you're the best, best friend ever, whether or not you're the smartest person, whether or not you are the most selfish person. It is totally in the hands of outside people who may be fickle, um, or maybe they are the best people ever, but they're also human. But at the end of the at the end of the day, they are not you. And it is your voice and it is your value and is what you think about yourself that matters the most. And I know that can be very hard to figure out where does the source of that come from? Because a lot of times what I see with women is they will say, well, all that matters is my, what I think about me but really they are secretly battling a lot of low self-worth and sometimes they're aware of it and sometimes they're not. But if they're not aware of it, their low self-worth is masked by having a lot of walls up, right? Because when my self-esteem and my sense of self is so tender and so valuable, I have to keep people out because people can really hurt it, right? Um, I'm not really solid and grounded in my own personal belief and opinion of myself. And so that is the next step that you need to take when it comes to managing and healing your shame. And with that, one more piece to help you when it comes to managing and um, working through your shame is I want you to kind of keep in mind whenever people are talking to you about next steps that you can take, if it's hurtful, just kind of taking a breath. And taking in that sometimes when people give you comments that they are not criticizing you. So let's use an example that I just used. So let's say I was the person who there was a bachelorette party. It was getting out of hand. I didn't have the money for it. And I had to tell my friend that I didn't want to go. Not that I didn't want to go, that I couldn't afford to go. And then she reacted by telling me I was being selfish, stingy. I was making it all about me, even though in the history of our friendship, I have always been the one who has given and she has not given to me. It's been a one-sided friendship. I went and told this to my friends um, for them to help me feel better about myself. Um, and we've had conversations where they've encouraged me to not worry about the opinions of other people and just to do me, right? So that's the backdrop. Let's say I come to one of those friends on a different day and I am talking about something that happened at work that maybe had made me a little bit upset and this particular friend turns to me and says, Sheena, you know, it's totally okay for you to 
um, just be strong and not really worry about what other, what other people say. Now, me feeling insecure about the fact that other people may know that I have this insecurity about how I feel when other people are around, I may take what that person is saying to me as a criticism. So this person is calling me weak. They're calling me out for being insecure. I wasn't being insecure. Like I'm trying to be strong. I wasn't really asking them for advice and I can kind of go off in this whole script and tangent in my head because I assumed that they were giving me that comment in a way to kind of chastise me maybe in a way. Um, and the reason why it feels like chastisement is because I secretly believe something negative about myself. So no one can make you think something about yourself that you don't actually believe to be true yourself. I am, I think I've used this example on a different podcast episode, but I'm 5'10". So that's a relatively tall height for women, right? I'm, I'm taller than the average height of a woman. So if someone were to come up to me and say, Sheena, you are so short, like, come on, you need to grow shorty. Um, you're so petite, like, uh, I can like, I'm so tall over you. I don't know. Whatever people say to people who are shorter to try to be insulting, I'm going to look at them and be like, what are you talking about? Like, I am a tall woman. They're going to be the one that looks foolish in my eyes and they cannot make me feel like one that I'm short or even if they happen to be taller than me, that there's something wrong with me being shorter than they are because I don't have any insecurity about my height. Now, if someone came and said something that I did have an insecurity about that would make me be like, oh my gosh, they see me, I'm exposed, I feel vulnerable, right? So the reason why sometimes you might get reactive when someone says something that is meant to be helpful is because you're projecting your own pain onto them when really they could be just telling it to you out of love. So going back to this example, this friend who knows that sometimes I might have this issue of taking things too personally, if she's like, yeah, Sheena, like be strong, like you're great, like don't worry about what other people say, she's truly telling me that because she thinks that I'm great. She's not saying, oh, here goes my baby friend Sheena that I need to take care of. She's telling this to me to be proactive, to be supportive, to be my cheerleader. And it's all about how I'm taking it within myself. Does that, uh, hopefully that makes sense. I mean, I know y'all can't respond to me on this podcast, but hopefully that makes sense to you how we can be projecting our own pain onto other people when they're trying to be loving because we assume insult and pain because maybe that's what happened before. Maybe before we've had people who've been insulting and hurtful to us. And now we're just, that's just our, our filter, right? It's just what we expect from other people. We don't know how to take in kindness and encouragement without there being a catch or, um, a slug or an indirect, um, insinuation attached to it. Right. So yeah, a lot of great things for you to kind of think about and ponder, with this episode about how shame may be looking for you in your life, maybe looking in your relationships and how you show up in places and how you show up in your own head. 
Um, uh, we walk women through the other side of this, you know, cause what I talk about on this podcast is I talk about the, what you're feeling and I talk about why you're feeling that way, but I don't really get as much into the, how to get to the other side. Like, of course, like today, I just, I gave you a couple things to help you kind of get the process started to get over your first hump. But I go in depth with all of our coaching students, with all of the women who are ready to take the next step in our recovery school. Um, and as you know, in case you are a previous listener, this has all of our programs with everything from healing um, love anorexia to love addiction to working through your um, sense of self-worth to working through your relationship with um, your sexuality um, to working on particular issues for those of you who are in healthy coupleships and just wanting to work on your side of the street, building your communication, learning how to break trauma bonds, like any and everything that you can ever think of that I've ever talked about, I work through with our students. So if you would like to join me on that journey, um, to actually get through the how to finally be able to take everything that I'm talking about and put it into place. Um, we are accepting our new students. So you can go to the recovery school.com. Um, it contains the learn to thrive program. It contains a heal to love woman and it contains, um, all these other courses that I've mentioned before all in one place. So there's that. And in case you are not ready for that next step, but you do want to get extra resources, you can join our healing circle. It is our monthly membership where you will find bonus episodes that are not here on our outward podcast. Um, you get your own private stream, um, and access to it. You are entered into a chance to win a free coaching call with me, um, you are eligible for discounts to the recovery school. In case you are not a student, you get access to freebies before anybody else. You get access to our live events and retreats um, to register before anybody else. Um, and in case you're already a member of the recovery school, um, this is included in your membership already. So it's not an extra cost, but so that is it for this week's episode. Again, a shorter one. And um, hopefully you're able to apply it this week in ways that are transformational for you. I will see you next week. You take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. <laughs>